You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 126, and it is another Friday episode to get you through the weekend. My name is Clark from 5 Card Guys on Instagram and 5CardGuys.com. With me, returning to the pod this week after a one week hiatus, is Xiang of Integrity Sports Cards. Now, John is the one who couldn't make it this week, but we do have our trusty friend, Will, who's back on the show. Once again, well, well, always glad to have you. The listeners love you, so this is a treat. Fan favorite. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta say, um, in previous episodes, I make it seem like I hate every second of this, and that's <laughs> not the truth. Like, I feel weird that people hear my voice, uh, mm-hmm. but I do just love hanging out with you guys and chatting, talking cards. So nice. I don't want nice. anyone to think that I'm not having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we do anyways, you know, when we get yeah, together and yeah. uh, we talk cards, right? So yeah, here yeah. All right, so off the top, Hyung, you and I actually just got some PSA subs back. So I thought we could talk about it, you know, like, were you happy with the results? <laughs> what did you get back exactly? And well, you can chime in any time to express your displeasure for the whole grading process, all right? So it's the, question, it's, it's the question of whether or not I like PSA again, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but this time I will say I'm, I'm pretty happy overall. Mm. We sent uh, 50 cards actually um, through through bulk, through Canada Sports Cards, and they came back two and a half months. So turnaround wow. times were like pretty pretty amazing in my it's opinion. pretty good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we had, uh, we sent those, that Manny lot, that Manny Machado lot that we were talking about, the Topps Chrome. Right. So I ended up uh, getting 10 gem mints back, which is, I thought I was pretty pleased with that. Mm, um, nice. Yeah, just a bunch of cards that I kind of ripped in retail or, you know, hobby boxes that I kind of left. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take my chances. And then I ended up, um, uh, uh, I think it was over 50% gem rate. So it was closer mm. to 60%, pretty happy overall. Uh, with the process, so I'm back on board with PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Until I, I, I actually, I originally sent um, uh, my minor league cards, so that was kind of mm, like uh, oh yeah. uh, one of the things. So it's cool to have none of those came back gem, which was kind of unfortunate. I got a PSA six on one of them, one of them, but they Ooh. are in the registry. So there's a there's a pop two and a PSA nine uh, of my mi- minor league cards. <laughs> And you have both of them, right? I do have both of them. So okay. corner in the market. You. <laughs> well, Johnny uh, on our WhatsApp chat joked that the PSA listened to our pod. So um, <laughs> you, you know you took several too many digs at them. So they're like, we'll give you a PSA six for yours, buddy. <laughs> you know, a uh, couple couple things uh, with the submission though. I, I I did send in a few cards that I cracked from uh, like SGC nine five. So a Miguel Blaze. Mm like a blue, uh, first, uh, Bowman Chrome, he's tearing it up or, you know, his, his values are going up, but that was a perfect example. It went from an SGC nine five, uh, which I would say is closer to a PSA nine, um, yep. in reality, but I got the bump with a, with a PSA 10. So stuff like oh, that nice. was awesome. And then, you know, I, um, 
Velocity uh, sports card. So Nelson Wang, he's a local guy. He, uh, I joined one of his breaks, you know, a while back. I think it was, uh, it was in January or sorry, it would have been, yeah, probably, uh, January ish, but, uh, he pulled a Jason Churio for me, Atomic. And oh, I, nice. I checked it and I was like, man, this, this has no chance of becoming a 10 because there was surface issues. But yeah. lo and behold, <laughs> you know, the inconsistencies of PSA. <laughs> Got me the 10. So wow. I was, I was happy with that as well. So like a lot of stuff that, you know, was random that really I wasn't expecting much and they came back a 10. So from, from that side of things, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. I mean, like I uh, submitted, um, my Wander Franco, um, upper deck Goodwin Champions, uh, exquisite collection rookie patch auto. And when I got the card, I, I bought it raw. And when I got the card, there was like a little dent. Like I could notice it. Oh, it was man. very slight. And I was too nervous to send it um, to get it graded. So I wanted to just get at least get it authenticated, get it slabbed. And then maybe I could um, trade or sell it later. And, uh, you know, I, I submitted it at the November Sports Card Expo here in Toronto. And I just got it back today. I was cheap. I used the value um uh pricing point so was that november december january february so half a year to get wow. it back right in time for baseball i kind of said like you know and, and lo and behold you know like the tampa bay rays are undefeated 13 and 0 as we're recording wander franco's doing his thing and you sent right? that direct you said yeah right uh at the psa oh, at the psa uh, show booth. right yeah 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 and what did so, that run you at the time for a value for value and um you know taxes and Whatever fees, it's it's about ninety five, ninety six bucks. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah. So um, I don't know. Well, you're 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 still off of PSA, eh? Like the. <laughs> well, I just right before we started our podcast, I saw an Instagram post uh, for this for the upcoming Sports Card Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, PSA Card Canada is going to be doing twenty seven dollar submissions. It's a oh, pretty. It's a pretty good price point. I may have to send in <laughs> a bunch of stuff, but I'm a little, I'm like, you know how I feel about grading and, you know, just the fact that Hyung was able to crack a couple of SGC 9.5s and get them to 10. It's making me feel like yeah, exactly. I want to do that to all the <laughs> SGC 9.5s that I got. I have like some really pretty Jazz Chisholm blue refractor hmm. um, autos that came back uh, SGC 9.5 and like Hyung saying, it's like, I don't know if it's going to be a PSA 9, but it's valued under a PSA 9. Like, people just, yeah, they're not feeling the SGC slabs like I am. Crack it. Yeah, I might have to, crack <laughs> it. Might have to go over to Young's and get him to look over all my cards. And... <laughs> I, I sent those I sent those uh, jazz for you. Oh, yeah, you SGC. did. <laughs> I, I already looked at them. <laughs> they're not going to get any better. Maybe we got to buff it. We got to buff some. Surface issues out or something. I don't know. <laughs> try again. Try, try again. Um, yeah. Well, I, after hearing your Jackson Trio story, I'm like, damn it. Should I just have gone for the number grade? <laughs> you know, so just take my chances with how inconsistent PSA grading can be. But yeah. Anyway, what's done is done. All right. Let's go on to our discussion for this episode. And now that we're officially in baseball season, two weeks in, I wanted to overreact to some storylines. And you tell me if you agree, disagree, and what you're doing with that player's cards. All right? So I'll just go through a list of uh, some storylines in MLB. 
Are you concerned about Juan Soto? He's he's batting 217. He was batting under 200 for the first week. Had a nice two for four game that bumped him up to 217. Small sample size, but are you worried at all? Like he was kind of like everyone was back on him going into the season. You know, down year, still had a good year, but down year for him. And now he's um, off to a super slow start again. Your thoughts? I personally am not too concerned because a couple things I look, you know, at guys like Soto who are pure hitters is again his OBP. If 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 his OBP's down, that's a concern for me more so mm-hmm. than the batting average. I think batting average is one of the most overrated stats. Obviously it matters, but it doesn't say everything. It doesn't tell you about your approach or or what's sure. happening. So I think um I mean he's you got to understand too. It's like beginning of the season, he goes four for four. All of a sudden, he's you know closer to three hundred now. With you know, uh, and people are all all back on him, right? And that's going. You know, you look at the the lineup on San Diego. No one's really hitting except for Xander Bogarts, really, mm-hmm. and Hassan Kim. You know, those are the two two guys on Padres that are really you know uh, hitting at this time. You know, uh, Cronenworth. You know, guys like Machado. You know, um, a lot of guys aren't uh, hitting, so that kind of goes hand in hand, I think, with Soto's uh, lack mm. of, um, I guess, his hot start. And I think, you know, Soto's Soto's a pure hitter. Like it's, uh, he's gonna find it, and you're gonna see he's a 900 plus OPS uh, type guy. That if it starts getting in below 800s, that's when I start getting concerned. But I don't, because I, because I, he has such great. Plate, plate discipline, he's going to have a 400 plus, you know, on base percentage or at least close to it uh, just because he's drawing so many walks. So uh, that's, that's for me, I think he's a hold um, or, you know, like, like we talked about in the pod, you know, there's not a lot of great Juan Soto rookie autos or rookie cards. So if there's a, an opportunity, this might be a, a good buying opportunity too, mm. as well, because Tatis is coming back. That's probably going to solidify, you know, the lineup a bit. Um, you know, they have holes to fix on the Padres, uh, roster, but, you know, having Tatis back, um, with him, Machado, you know, uh, Bogarts, um, you know, this is going to provide a lot of protection, um, around Soto sure. as well. So. Okay. Not concerned. How about you, Will? Yeah, um, I, I feel a lot of the things that Hyung's saying too. You know, baseball's my favorite sport to watch and to follow. And we live and die with every single game. Like <laughs> in our group WhatsApp chat, I send you guys the stats for like every Korean player who does something. <laughs> and nobody responds. It's like 11 p.m. <laughs> and I'm like, did you see Jiwon Bay hit a bomb? And nobody responds. It's because like... You know, baseball fans, we live and die with every at-bat, with every game. Hmm. Um, and so it's like Kyung says, if he goes two for four, it boosts his average a little bit. If he goes four for four, all of a sudden he's hitting amazingly and everyone's going crazy. And, you know, that's like that's the life of a baseball season. It's just there's so many ups and downs. You know, one of the things that Hyung taught me when I first got back into the hobby was just like, you got to have diamond hands. You got to hold. <laughs> <laughs> like... If you believe in the player, why are you selling right now? Right. right? Like, and Soto is generational. He's still, what, 23? How old is young. he? Like, yes, yeah, he's so young. Yeah. yeah, he's still so young. Like, there's new rookies coming into the league that are older than him. Yeah, right? Right, like, right. like, Jake Cronenworth, I think he's 36 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he's got one year under his belt. So, I'm not worried about Soto, especially since. 
like I said, I, I watch all the highlights on, mm-hmm. on the MLB YouTube page. And a couple nights ago, that Soto bomb that he hit to like the second deck, like yeah, it was a beauty. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not worried. I'm I'm actually looking to buy into or trade into some uh some Soto stuff at the show coming up. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm not gonna belabor this point because I'm with you guys. I want to bring this up because you know there there are some fickle paper hand um, card collectors out there, and and uh, if they're letting go of Soto now, good opportunity to pick pick it up. And one Soto is notorious for starting slow. Yeah, he the uh, first month his stats are the worst, and then he just picks it up in the summer, like as the summer progresses. And I don't know what it is. It's it's happening again this year. He just starts slow. Some guys, I guess, start slow, and then it takes a little bit just to get their feet under him. I don't know. I don't know, but that's Soto. All right. um, I want to go the other way now. Someone that's hot right now, and, you know, he had the hype going into the season like two, three years ago. He was the chase in the hobby, and then he kind of died down because he got injured. I'm talking about Wander Franco. Is he this year's MVP? Can you see that season happening for him? <laughs> the team, as we as we record this, 13-0. and 0. Of course, they're in the AL East division competing against the Jays, so that's annoying. But uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are killing it, and Wander Franco is a big part of that. Your thoughts? Man, um, yeah, Wander Franco is, uh, you know, coming into it. He had so much hype uh, that, uh, you know, we and we talked about this a bit, you know, in his rookie season, how... It's it's kind of like what Volpe is going through. Like the world's, hmm. you know, um, expecting him to become some superstar right on the spot. And I think that's kind of what happened with Wander Franco. And you know, we we said he's a eighty hit tool. You know, he's a he's a guy that's going to control the bat. He's going to potentially, you know, be a three hundred plus hitter. Um, and the power concerns were, you know, if he does hit. You know, 20 home runs, which is a, is a great year for a type of player like Wander Franco. You know, uh, what would that do to his prices? And that's what happened. He hit that 280, 290, you know, at 15 yeah. to 20 home runs. And that's a solid season. Um, uh, so that, that's kind of where it was at. And the only thing that was available in his market at the time was his Bowman Chromes, right? So his prospect Chrome autos. So, uh, to me, I contribute that factor into his ridiculous price pricing along with obviously becoming i think he was the number one prospect uh, coming up um with with that so there was a lot of hype uh with that uh so i think in order for him to actually have movement in his prices uh he has to keep this up you know is it likely that he's a 30 plus home run guy first of all he could be um, if he, if he ends up hitting 300 plus with 30 plus, you know, home runs, I could see his prices increasing because his 2022, like rookie cards, I think were cheap because the expectations of him while his rookie cards were released was that he was going to be the next, you know, Mike Trout or, you know, some, some crazy performance guy right on the spot. And that didn't happen. So I think, the rookie cards took the biggest fall um, because they didn't even have a leg to stand up on by the time his market already cooled down, right? So I think there might be buying opportunity for the like the 2022 rookie cards. I still think his 2019 Bowman is still overpriced in my opinion uh, for what he's accomplished, but I'm hoping so. Like I said, you know, Wander Franco is an incredible ball player and he has a lot 
to prove because you know he's not the biggest physical structured person he he could be easily kind of like a, a Lindor type player right so it's like mm, look at Lindor's market count. you know like right. that's what you're gonna get so I wouldn't go all in on Wander but the talent is definitely there so it depends on what kind of season he puts up the rest of the way and to start I think it's definitely uh, a lot of Wander investors have been looking for this particular moment because you're seeing a bump in his price uh, a bit for yeah. sure yeah, I, I'm a little concerned with Wander in that he's in Tampa. You know, they were saying the other day that when they are 11 and 0 or 12 and 0, their fan attendance was like 18,000 people in the trap. Crazy. Like you don't have fans. It's a shame. Like yeah, right, right. You don't have local fans. Like I will buy any and every Bobashad and Vladdy and <laughs> Hyunjin Ryu in a Toronto jersey because I like I love the team, <laughs> and you know we have a bunch of diehard Blue Jays fans. But who's who's collecting out of emotion down in Tampa? No one. And and like Hyung saying, those Bowman Chrome prospect cards are way overpriced. So it's like. I wouldn't want to buy it just because I'm going to sit on that and lose money. And he's also an AL East rival, so I don't want to check for Tampa. <laughs> like, it's just like last That's year true. when the Yankees had this hot start and Judge was like on fire. Right. Like, Judge panned out well, though. Yeah. There, yeah. You go. there you go. We'll get to Judge in a sec. But um, <laughs> with Franco, I was just looking at his 2019 Bowman Chrome Prospect autograph cards. Uh, BGS 9.5. Last sold for a thousand bucks. Pop count four twelve. At, at its peak, it was just over three k. Holy! Wow. But uh, in February or March, you could have bought you could have bought this one for about six sixty five. Wow! So definitely, definitely gone up since the start of the season. Obviously, so there was that momentary buying opportunity. But right now, it's just I feel like I don't want to go into it now. You know, you're paying already paying the premium for a hot start. Yeah. And yeah, you don't know how the rest of the season is going to pan out, but it could work out. He could be, you know, have another full season like Judge did. And if he stays healthy, you know, that the interesting things can happen, right? right. So, so that's, that's where I am with Wander. He's tempting though, a thousand bucks, like compared to like Volpe, which is like a thousand bucks. Like I'd rather have Wander, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people might want the upside of uh, Volpe. I don't know. Yankees. Yankees. Right, he's right, all right. about the rivals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's an interesting point too. But um, anyway, we have to talk about Shohei. Uh, he's his ERA is like 0. 0.47. Incredible! <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The kid's and incredible. And of course, he's pl- he's playing for the Angels. He's barely winning one nothing games. You know, of course, the Angels can't support him. And then, uh, and you know, I think we we kind of overreacted with Wander Franco being this year's MVP. But really, the odds-on favorite is going to be Shohei this year. Just because he can do both things on the mound and hitting wise, he's this unicorn. Do you think this is the last year you can get his prices for what they are now? What I notice about Shohei's market is there's there's a huge demand for autos. Mm-hmm. You know, huge demand for autos, like overpriced. And I'm one yeah. of those guys. I want to. <laughs> 2018 Shohei Auto, and if if you guys know Shohei's Auto, you know that after 2019 his autos went down the drain. Like he started, he has signed so many cards that he changed his auto, so it's not that clean 
mm. auto that you see on oh, his Bowman Chrome 2018. You'll see 2020, 2021. It's it's a different auto. So the 2018 is kind of like you know an a grail that I'm I've been looking for a, a good Shohei auto, but you're gonna overpay. On the mm-hmm. flip side, you have his base card, some of his numbered parallels and paper. I think it's it's criminally cheap on some of those compared to the Sotos and stuff. And I think there's upside on cards like that where I think over time, this guy's doing incredible things. We're not even talking the same sentence as Babe Ruth. He's doing way bigger things than what Babe Ruth was doing uh, mm-hmm. at, at, at that time in terms of a two-way player. Nobody has done what he is doing. Um, and I, I, I sure hope, you know, for, and you've seen it at the WB, uh, WBC, you know, you, you have a world follow, a global following on this guy. There's, if, and if anybody hates on this guy, they have some serious, serious issues. Like, the, <laughs> I don't know how you hate on Shohei Otani. It is great for the game. The personality is unbelievable. Um, he's, He's an incredible specimen in terms of uh, athletic ability. His his frame, his body's gonna hold up. That's what another thing. Usually, you know, uh, something that would have concerned me coming from the Asia countries would have been longevity. Is his body sustainable? This guy looks. He's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like <laughs> you got all the moving pieces for this. So as much as Otani's prices are overpriced right now, and you probably could find a better time. To buy on 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 Otani probably in the off season, but I think the room for getting a quality 2018 auto is shrinking day by day because some people are on the same like uh, wavelength in terms of thinking, hey, if I get this Otani auto, this is going to be generational. I'm going to pass this down to my kid. This guy was the greatest baseball to ever pick up a baseball in our generation. That's the type of conversation I see personally from 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 Otani so I'm in the market for an Otani auto that's something that even though it's pricey that's something that I'm willing to trade my modern junk that is useless and put it into something like that <laughs> yeah man yeah I feel like Shohei is like it's like it's too late but it's also not too late <laughs> like, you are gonna pay rent. it's early on you're gonna pay ridiculous yeah. prices right now for Shohei stuff, because like I watch like um, you know on my eBay search history, it's a lot of like random stuff that I like collecting, just like really mm-hmm. pretty subsets and whatnot. One of them's like you know Topps Archives postcards, uh, and you can get a postcards auto with Vladdy. Like I have a Vladdy out of ten, and I got it for I think a hundred bucks. The mm-hmm. Shohei base autograph that's not numbered. It's just like, I don't know, a thousand of them? Who knows? That sells for like 700. Crazy. Every wow. other every other player in that subset of like 10 players, they all sell for like 100 to 200 bucks. But all of Shohei stuff is like 5x what right. you want to get. Or like the other players. And that's consistent with... Even some of my unlicensed garbage that you guys always rip on. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like if it's like a, a Vladdy Kaboom, it's like a thousand bucks. If it's a Shohei Kaboom, it would be like eight thousand or something <laughs> like, like Color Blast and all this stuff. So I feel like it's too late for me to collect anything Shohei. I don't I don't have that kind of scratch. All I have is this dinky 
uh, SP where he's waving with with his hands. He looks so friendly <laughs> in nice his like warm up jersey. It's such a nice card, uh, and I'm just like, <laughs> but it's so dinky in comparison to the ones that I want, like like the ones Young saying, like the 2018 what tops Chrome autos, like where it's like that close up image. Oh yeah, is that the one that you're talking about, Young? I I, I personally want the Bowman Chrome. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The Bowman Chrome is so nice yeah. too. Tops Chrome yeah. would be a like a second, a second secondary. Yeah. Like if yeah. I couldn't get that Bowman Chrome. Yeah, both those auto cards are just beautiful. So yeah, it it's too late for those for me, <laughs> for ninety nine percent of us, but not for young. Oh no, I don't know about that. I, I'm buying in high. I'm I'm liquidating, liquidating my junk, the the stuff that nobody wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want it so bad. Like I had, I had that Topps Chrome Auto, and Daryl, if you're still listening, you won the trade. Okay, you won the trade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like my Vladdy. Like uh, you know, as a Jays fan, I'm not complaining. The Vladdy Bowman Chrome, true gem. Now that uh, Beckett's not screwing around with the grading just yet, still worth something, right? But um, um, but man, I should have kept kept the show. I I was banking on him not being able to be healthy the next season. It looks like he's. He's taking care of himself. He's lifting weights. You know, you see him on Instagram. Um, but yeah, he's he's certainly a unicorn. And it's weird. Like when you look at card ladder and you look at every other card, the trend is always like a, just a downward trend because yeah. you know the 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 twenty twenty one hype just the right. there was a little bubble. Shohei is the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's going the other way. It's, it's so weird to see one card like I'm talking about the like, 2018 Bowman Chrome, the pitching one. Like it is just like an upward trajectory. Sho- so, Shohei yeah. is recession proof. He's recession proof. He is man. So it's incredible. I, I, I might just get try to get a cheaper auto just to hold on to at this point. And uh, you know, we all know he's probably going to go to the Dodgers or the Yankees next season, so that could help <laughs> with his value. All right, uh, I'm going to put these next two together, and then we'll wrap it up. Home run hitters. Everyone loves home run hitters. You know, I, I was lucky that I banked on Aaron Judge halfway through the season and I was able to get good trade value by giving away my Boba Shed and Lewis Robert. We, we talked about that in a previous podcast. So I'm, I'm talking about Aaron Judge. Are you th- do you think he's able to hit even 50 home runs this year? He's on pace for 54 very early in the season, off, of course. But um, if he does that, then what then what happens to his car prices? And I also want to throw in Pete Alonso, kind of sleeping a little bit. Like he is projected to hit 75 home runs because he has six home runs right now in the first week and a half. And he's, you know, we know he's capable of mashing too, right? And he plays for a big New York City market as well on the other side, the New York Mets. So those two guys, do you think there's potential for their cards to pop if they keep hitting bombs? <laughs> Oh man, uh, this one's tough because I, I really like Pete Alonso. I like his game. Yeah. I like everything about Pete Alonso. But to me, in New York, he's, he's, he comes second to Aaron Judge, in my opinion. Mm. And he still has a lot to kind of go through. I mean, he's still young. He had that monster rookie season, you know, with 53 home runs. He, 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 he had a really good season last year where I would say he kind of picked it back up to that first year. Uh, yeah. And that's where we're at with Pete Alonso. So his rookie year was 2019. He gets no movement with his Bowman Chrome in 2016. Um, you know, very little movement in his rookie cards. Uh, so Pete Alonso is a little tough one for me. He's going to have to keep on. If he hits 60 home runs, conversation is going to be very interesting. Um, and I hope he does it because uh, it's going to... 
it's 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 rare category that you have two guys in New York doing this um, as well. On the flip side, Aaron Judge, honestly, I I think he's gonna keep hitting him. I don't hmm. see him stopping. I think he's he's in his prime to be honest. So I, for the sake of baseball, um, I think it would be great if he you know goes back to back, you know, fifty plus home run seasons. I think it's great for the hobby. Uh, his prices are a little high, but for me, he's he's a Yan- New York Yankee and he's a fan favorite. He's a guy that is going to be a Hall of Famer if he keeps his pace up. He's 31 years old. By end of this year, he could have close to a 50 WAR. You're you're in the territory now of you know um, you know the Manny Machados. You know, at mm. now you know people said he was too late when he was 27. Now he's 31, and now he's you know going to surpass 40 WAR from a career perspective and you know if he keeps this pace up he's gonna he's gonna keep going and i think his he's he has a lot of upside just just based on his his history and story and like i said some of his stuff is super expensive and i think it was a great time for you you to sell that uh that judge of yours the bowman chrome the refractor that was a great uh, flip I think it could sit sideways for a while, but there are opportunities in his rookie year that a lot of people overlook these cards. So I think there's uh, always potential with the, I guess, the cards that nobody really knows about that has sure. good future future value. I like I think subsets like Topps Finest, Bowman's Best, you know, even Topps High Tech for for Judge, they have some type of kind of like um, growth potential in some of their rookie auto cards there. Hmm. Okay, so more bullish on Judge than Alonzo. Yes. Yeah, I like I like Judge just because you know he's he's gonna be a Yankee for life now with that big contract. Yeah. I think if he didn't go to the Yankee or if he went somewhere else, that would have just tanked his value. Um. So yeah, like I'm a big fan of his game. He hits like he he looks like he's taking check swings and hitting bombs. Like it just <laughs> looks ridiculous. Yeah. But for me, I love Pete Alonso. I I think he's so criminally underrated. You know, it's part of the part of the reason being, you know, he's on the Mets, right? Like there's always a second team in New York for each major sport and the mm-hmm. Mets are the second team in New York uh for baseball. But if you look at his stats, like one of the things that I like to do when I'm targeting investments in cards is you know we we all dig the long ball and if Mm -hmm. you look at his stats you know excluding the 2020 year because that was the covid year he has three full seasons and he hit 53 37 and last year he had 40 so he averages 43 home runs a season that is a pace that nobody else is at like he's hit the most home runs in the last four years right and he's not being talked about enough he's a little goofy but <laughs> <laughs> he he overdoes it in the home run derby but you know what like I yeah like, I, yeah I like you gotta love energy pete. yeah 100 yeah. percent polar pete yeah polar bear. i might yeah. i might be looking i'm at the show i might be looking for some people i have some don't have some pete, pete i have know? some pete oh yeah stop. <laughs> Talk to him after the show. We got this. We got this, Will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if Pete Alonso is just going to be one of those players that just is is like hobby logic. Just no, you know, respect 
for what he's actually doing, right? Um, unless he hits 60, um, then it could be interesting, like you mentioned, Hyung. But um, I like Aaron Judge. I, I, if he if he dips a little bit, I might try to get back in because like I I feel like the more I read about Judge, he's a, more of a student of a game. Like I read one, I think it was in the Athletic the other day, where he was studying minor like the Yankees minor league team, and he noticed that um, there are they're stealing a ton and they're having a huge success rate, and um, and then they break it down like what what they're actually doing to like um, be more successful on stealing bases. And he already has two of the seasons early, but um, he's implementing some of what he learned. And it's almost like this shuffle step. And then and it gets yeah. it brings momentum to um, to when he runs to second, right? Or even third. <laughs> yeah. So can you imagine if he had 50 home runs and he hits 20 plus stolen bases? Like you don't expect that from Judge, but if he does that, then that's interesting to me too, you know, like a you know fast and power hitter. So I'm just saying the game I, is changing, <laughs> and 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 it's and the, the, the yeah exactly. They were mentioning how with the bigger bases and the the pitchers only allowed to throw twice. Like there's all these contributing factors. Well, stolen bases is already up right across the league. First yeah. 50-50 guy. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, <laughs> he only needs three steps to get to second base. Oh, I know. <laughs> Like Giannis takes three steps from half court, and Aaron Judge takes two and a half steps, and he's still in a base. See, the, the, they just just give him the green light all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, well that was a good discussion. We'll we'll always follow baseball because we are, like you said, well we are huge baseball fans, and um, we'll do this overreaction maybe at the All Star break when there's more sample size, and we'll see if uh, we're totally off with these early predictions or if we're bang on so we'll see um in in the summer all right uh thanks again for all those who listen to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast we appreciate if you give us five stars and uh yeah we'll see you again with a new episode on tuesday bye hey thanks for listening to cards to the moon we'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can also connect with each of us on instagram at five card guys or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards or John at Trade You at Recess. You can also check us out at fivecardguys.com. Thanks again and hope to connect soon.